comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Praise the Lord. Kingdom added. He will certainly bring it to pass in your life. Shall we rise as we give God thanks? We give you praise. We give you glory. Honor him. Thank him for the privilege and the opportunity granted you to be part of tonight's communion online service. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go into the house of God. There's none that compares with you. You are seated far above the circles of the earth. We give you praise. We bless you for the privilege to be at your feet, to feast at your table, to partake of your body and your blood. 
In this service, Lord, we pray that you minister to us. Touch our lives. Heal us. Strengthen us. Equip us with the power to live and fulfill destiny. In Jesus' matchless name. Amen. It's wonderful to come your way and to have you join us online, wherever you are at this time. This service is a communion service and I want to encourage you to get some drink by you, uh, biscuit by you, bread by you, whatever. But get something that you can use to represent the communion, the body and the blood of Jesus. Because in these times, we need it much more than before. Jesus said, uh, Paul speaking, he said, for as often as you do it, do this in remembrance of me. In fact, that's what Jesus said. Do it. Do it often. We are to take the communion as often as we do it. The early church, they used to take it daily. In every meeting, they were serving themselves communion. And the man, Smith Wiggersworth, also fed and depended on the communion all days of his life. In these dangerous times, if there is one thing that has the capacity to give us the God kind of life, is the communion. Paul said that for this reason, some are sick, some are weak, and some die among you. Even if you have been diagnosed and you can take the communion in faith, it shall kill the virus within you. So get yourself ready. After the teaching, we'll get into the Lord's table and feed on the body and the blood of Christ together. Amen. Well, for the past weeks, I've been teaching on fear and I want to uh, bring a closure to that teaching in this service. So we'll take our text which has been our anchor text from the very beginning, Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already failing, but he was in the stand asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care what, that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And then, he, but he said to them, why are you so fearful? Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Why are you fearful? If there is any time in the world or in the history of the world where fear gripped everyone on the planet, I'm sure it will not be first world war, neither will it be second world war. Some people have even described this virus as a uh, uh, third world war. Praise God. And it's a, it's a war that is a very dangerous war. <laughs> the nations are learning to fight an enemy they have never fought before. In the first world war, we knew the nations that were involved. In the second world war, we knew the nations that were involved. They had locations. You could uh, locate their camps and bomb them. But this particular war we are dealing with, we are dealing with an invisible enemy. And it's hitting every nation. So there is no nation that is winning in this war. The only nation that will win is the nation that will decide to put its trust and confidence in God. And so it's very important that we understand that this is a very deadly time. It's a very corrosive time. It's a very, very dangerous time. And dangerous times will always come with the temptation to be afraid. The temptation to be, to be afraid or to fear is a common temptation every time, but much more in serious times and dangerous times like the times we are living in. But I see us overcome this temptation. In the earlier teaching, I said that this temptation is a common temptation. 
And common temptations are good temptations. Because when it's a common temptation, then you can be sure you can get common solutions. Common problems always have common solutions. Fear is one of the commonest human problems. And as a common problem, it has common solutions. Many people who live in Bible times faced fear. Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, they faced fear. Joshua and Caleb, they faced fear. Even our father Abraham, the father of faith, faced fear. So, everybody that lives will be confronted with fear. But, for those of us who have placed our faith and confidence in Christ, we have what it takes to overcome fear. And I see us overcoming fear. I see you overcome fear. It may not just be the fear of the virus. I mean, if, if you are observing to the health guidelines that have been given, I'm sure that that itself will eliminate some amount of your fears concerning this particular virus. But I'm not just teaching you about fear because of just the virus. The virus is part of it, but fear is something you'll be dealing with every day of your life. And you need to know what God's mind is so that you can overcome it, subdue it, and be victorious over it. I see you overcome fear in your life. So we started by looking at overcoming the enemy called fear. In part one, part two, part three, we've touched on a number of things. And in part five, part four, I want to look at, I think this is part five, I want to conclude it. In part, in the earlier teachings, we said that to overcome fear, number one, you have to be born again. Somebody say, you must be born again. That's the first step. The Lord must be your light and your salvation. Number two, he said you can engage the altar of prayer and fasting to deal with fear. Jehoshaphat did it and he overcame his fear. And then again, we said we need to use the weapon of our identity in Christ. Who we are, what we have in Christ. There are too many tools God has given us that gives us the power and the capacity to overcome fear. Then of course, we said that if you are going to overcome fear and defeat it, we need to build our faith. Last Sunday, I actually walked you through about five additional ways by which we can overcome fear. One, we said you have to, if you are going to overcome fear, you have to feed your spirit with God's word. Feed your spirit. Feed it fast. That's why we keep coming to you even in these times where we are home and we come meet together corporately in fellowship. We still have device and means. Thank God for technology that we can stay in touch with you constantly bringing the word of God to you to keep your faith alive and to keep you bouncing strong in the Lord. Then number six, we said you have to maintain consciousness of God's presence with you by you with you in you. God is not just in you. He's with you. He's beside you. He's with you everywhere you go. So, yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for thou art with me. As long as we keep on reminding ourselves and walking in the consciousness of it. I'm not just talking about mentally assenting to it. Many people know that God is with them. But when the challenge shows up, their attitude really brings it to the fore. Whether they are conscious of it or not. You have to be conscious of it. You have to be as conscious. The same way you are conscious of the shoe you are wearing, the socks you are wearing, the tie you are wearing, or whatever you may be wearing at this time. That is the same way you need to be conscious of God's presence because it's that tangible. And then, of course, number seven, I love that one so much. Rest in God's perfect love for you. Never be afraid of tomorrow. You can be rest assured that God loves you. And if he loves you, then all things will work together for the good of them that love God, knowing that God loves them. 
and will bring them to pass according to his purpose. The best of God will come your way. The virus will be far from you. And then, of course, we said number eight, if you are going to overcome fear, you have to speak of God's testimonies. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Tonight, we want to take about three more and then we'll bring a closure to this subject. If you are going to deal with fear, one area of our lives we need to take charge of and take control of our, our thoughts. So, if you are going to overcome fear, in this part five, number one, guard your thoughts aggressively. And I did not just say, take note, I did not just say guard your thoughts. I said guard it aggressively. Guard it. Many people are careful of the things that are entering their minds or their heads, but not many people do so aggressively. If you are going to overcome fear, you need to guard your thoughts aggressively. The Bible said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. When you have fearful thoughts, you'll be living a fearful life. When you think fearful thoughts, you'll be walking in fearful ways. Guard your thoughts aggressively. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23, in the New Living Translation, it says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Guard it. Guard it. Why? The reason why you must guard it is because we know already, we have already established where fear comes from. We know the source of fear. And we have also established channels of fear. Fear has a source. Satan is a source. Fear has a channel through the things we see, through the things we hear. Those are the channels Satan uses to bring fear into our lives. And mind you, the things you hear, the things you see, the things sometimes you can feel, they are all processed in your mind. They are processed. When you see and you hear things, they enter through your ear gate, your eye gate, and they come into your mind. And when they come into your mind, and you don't know how to deal with them in your mind, they begin to manifest in your life. Praise God. The anywhere any man's mind goes, that's where the person's life will go. The reason why a mad person eats from uh, refuse them is because his mind is gone there. Once your mind goes there, your life begins to go there. Once we can change their mindset, everything about their lives begin to change. Hear me. Fearful thoughts come to everybody. You need to know that. Fearful. Some of the people you have seen and it looks like they are so full of faith. They are so full of energy and it's like they, they are never afraid. I know some pastors may even tell you they have never been confronted with fear before. But that is a lie. Everybody will be faced with the temptation to fear. The thought, fearful thought always come to everybody. As a pastor, sometimes fearful thoughts come to me. Fearful thoughts come to everybody. But the difference is this. Fearful thoughts are free to come to your mind. But you have the right to deny them permanent residence in your life. You can either decide that you are going to make fear citizen in your country, which is your mind. Or you can decide that fear will not be given permit. You will not even allow it to stay in your place. So it's very important. It was Kennedy again who said that you cannot stop a bird from flying over your head. But you can prevent it from making its nest over your head. Birds are free. Their uh, medium of operation is the atmosphere above us. So they can fly. They can fly above your head. 
But I'm sure that if wherever you are now, a bear decided to settle on your head, you immediately uh, kick it off with your hand. That's exactly how you are supposed to. Fearful thoughts are free to come, but you must not allow them place in your life. Now, four ways you can guard fear. Fearful thoughts. Four ways you can deal with fearful thoughts. One, control the things you hear and watch. We have already established that, so I won't believe at the point. Control the things you, you see and watch. Control them. Control them. Number two, arrest and cast fear-inducing thoughts as soon as they enter your mind. Arrest them. Control. So the first step is to control. To control is to prevent. To control is to guard. To control is to deny access. To control is to close the border. Just like nations are closing their borders to other people and to other nations. Because they are afraid that people may enter with the virus. The virus also called fear. You can also close the border of your mind to it. You close it by controlling the things you watch. The things you are seeing. The things you are hearing. And then number two. Arrest and cast it. Fearful thoughts will try to find a way to smuggle their way into your life. You must arrest them at the point of entry. Arrest them. And when you arrest them, send them back. As if you're living out your life. Send them out of your mind. I told you fear is free to come to your mind. But you must cast it out. Look at what the Bible says. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations. Somebody say casting down imaginations. Those are thoughts. Imaginations. Vain imaginations. Imaginations. Casting down. Thoughts will come to your mind that you are going to die. Thoughts will come to your mind. Your business will fail. Thoughts will come to your mind. All kinds of negative thoughts. Something bad is going to happen to you. You are going to crash. You are going to, your business is going to fail. You are going to fall sick. You are going to be a victim. All kinds of demonic thoughts. When they come, immediately arrest them and cast them out. This is not your place. I am not going to die. I cast you out. That's how you must relate with thoughts. And then you arrest them. When you arrest them, you have to bring them into prison. And the prison is the obedience of Christ. He said, bringing them into captivity. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. You understand what that means? It means that any thought that is contrary to what Christ says or the word of God says, you must arrest it and then keep it in a cage. As if fearful thoughts are arrested from your life. Fearful thoughts are arrested from your life. You will not be controlled by fear. You will not be ruled by fear. In the name of Jesus. And then of course, create faith boosting pictures in your mind. Create. The mind is such that when you leave your mind open, something will feel it. You don't have to leave your mind open. Put measures in place. Fill your mind because if you don't deliberately fill your mind with good things, bad things will fill it anyway. So don't keep your mind empty. Fill it. Create faith boosting pictures in your mind. The 10 spies, they said we were like grasshoppers. That's the picture they had in their mind. They created pictures of grasshoppers. And so they became grasshoppers. The man, Joshua and Caleb, he also created pictures of the enemy being bread. So the enemy became bread for them. At the end of the day, Joshua and Caleb entered the promised land. Why? Because they saw the giants. Were they giants? Really, they were giants. But they saw them and in their mind, 
they did not see them as giants in their mind. They saw them as bread in their mind. So they went there, ate them up, and they conquered the city. Anything that is a giant in your mind will become a giant in your life. If you decide to defeat it, you refuse to make it a giant in your mind, it cannot manifest as a giant in your life. That's why giants are made in the mind. They are not made outwardly. You will not be overcome by fear. And then, of course, number four, the fourth way to guard against thought, fearful thoughts. So focus your mind on virtuous or praiseworthy things. Focus your mind on praiseworthy things, on great things. The Bible talks about that. In the book of Isaiah 26, verse 3, he said, He will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. He will keep him in perfect peace. Where you keep your mind will determine how you keep your mind. Where you keep it. The things you decide to focus your mind on will determine the happenings in your life. He said, God will keep him in perfect peace. Whoever will stay his mind on him. Keep his focus on him. Look at the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 to 8. It says, be careful for nothing. Don't be fretful. Don't be anxious. Don't be afraid. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 to 8. He said, be careful for nothing. But in everything... By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Take note, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and minds through Christ. The peace of God shall garrison your mind. It shall protect your mind as you meditate. Now look at verse 8. That's where I'm interested in. He said, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of good report, whatsoever things are lovely, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Focus your thoughts on praiseworthy things. Focus your thoughts on positive things. Focus your thoughts on things that edify, things that can move you forward. Number three, the third way, the second way, sorry, to overcome fear is to confront your fears with bold confession. Too many Christians die in silence. Too many Christians don't know how to talk. You see, when you are born, you have to be taught how to talk. A child learns to talk. When we also get born again, we are born as children of God. And one of the things we need to learn to develop is our ability to talk. We need to know what to talk. What to talk, what to say, when to say it. It's very, very important. Many Christians are defeated because they don't know the value of their words. Some of them are silent. Others speak, but they speak the wrong things. Others speak the right things, but they don't speak them consistently in the way that it will bring the results they desire in their lives. If you are going to deal with fear, one of the things you need to learn how to do is bold declarations and confessions. You have to speak boldly. Declare. Look at uh, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6. It said, so that we may boldly say, so that we may boldly say, I love that, so that we may boldly say, there are some things you have to say them boldly. He said, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will fear, I will not fear what man can do unto me. What you say, body, will quench your fear. Praise God. That's why David, he said, the Lord is the strength of my life. David was a man who conquered fear because he spoke a lot. Anytime David was afraid, he would confront his fear with the most appropriate weapon. 
Psalm 91 verse 1. He said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2. He said, I will say of the Lord. I will say of the Lord. Verse 2. I will say. I will say. You see, you can be in the secret place of the Most High and still become a victim because you are not saying anything. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom will I trust. I will say of the Lord. Then not only that, we've gone to verse 3. He said, for surely he began to speak. Surely he will deliver me. Why? Because I've said it and he will deliver me. Listen, in this season, that's why I keep on prophesying and declaring every time I come to you, it shall not come near you or your family. And you see, it should not just be me declaring it over you. You must take up the mantle and begin to declare it over your life. Stay in Psalm 91 and constantly be speaking it over your life. A thousand will fall on my side, ten thousand shall not come nigh me. I'm not going. David was always speaking. There was a time where he felt like dying. He felt like his word was coming to an end. But all of a sudden, he opened his mouth and spoke Psalm 118 verse 17. I shall not die, but I will live to declare the works of the Lord. And he lived. He lived so well that the Bible says he died in a good old age, full of days, riches and honor. As you keep your mouth open, nothing will kill your life. No one will be able to take your life. You will live to fulfill the number of your days. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Take time and read the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 8 downwards. You will hear the many times David spoke. Conquer. Through fear. He said, you come against me, David will not be silent. Never allow people to speak negative words over your life without counteracting them in their presence. No. Never fear any man so and respect any man so high. That when he declares negative things, you, the way you are going, you will die. Tell him, I will not die. Praise God. Somebody, some prophet calls you and says, I had a dream and you were in a casket. Tell him, prophet, you didn't see well. Maybe watch again, you will see yourself in the casket. Because as for me, I will live to fulfill the number of my days. With long life, he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. I'm not complicating somebody at all. You must learn how to speak. Learn what to say, when to say it, how to say it. One of the ways we speak is to speak boldly. Speak boldly. Speak boldly. When they heard the words of uh, David, he said, let no man's heart fail him. The man said, let no man. When he spoke like that, people were shocked because even soldiers who had been trained to be soldiers did not know how to talk like that. It was the words of David that made them bring him before Saul. When they heard the things he was saying, they said, ah, this guy is a different guy. We are all afraid, but we can see that this guy is talking differently. I see you talking differently. Everyone in this faith house commission, none shall be a victim. Across all our churches, none shall be a victim. Everyone shall be supernaturally defended and secure. In the mighty name of Jesus. Finally, the final way to confront fear is to face your fears courageously. Face your fears courageously. Face them. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. He said, be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doeth go with you. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. What a promise. He will not fail thee. In this season, God will not fail thee. His covenant of protection will not fail in your life. 
God will not fail you or forsake you in this season. No matter where you find yourself, even if you are affected by the virus, God will come through for you. Wherever you are now watching this broadcast, even if you are on a sick bed afflicted with this disease, I want you to know God will not fail you. For he is not a man that is your lie, neither the son of man that is your repent. That he said it and shall he not do it? Have he spoken it and shall he not make it come to pass? Everything he has spoken, all his promises are yea and amen, including his promises on divine healing. That's why I speak for healing to your body. I command your body to come alive in the mighty name of Jesus. And I cause the virus to die in your system. If you are sick in any part of your body, I speak health into your body. In the mighty name of Jesus. Face your fears courageously. Face it. Face it courageously. Face it. Face it. Face it. Face it. When we talk about facing your fears courageously, we are talking about acting against your fears. Acting against your fears. Acting against your fears. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 32 to 37. Then David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail him because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. David was afraid, but he was going in a way. David was afraid. You see, the difference between fearful people and courageous people is not that the courageous people are not afraid. Fearful people are so afraid that they refuse to act. Courageous people are afraid, but they take steps in spite of their fear. That is the difference between courageous people and fearful people. Fearful people will fail to take action. Courageous people will act against their fears. They tell you, you are sick, sleep. You say, no, I believe I am healed. I wake up and I begin to do things I couldn't do before. That's courage. You confront your fears with courageously. You meet them head on. You are afraid that business will fail. That is the time to start business. You are afraid that the marriage will fail. That is the time to go ahead and marry. You are afraid. F- f- confront your fears. Of course, I'm not saying that uh, because you are not afraid of the virus, don't wash your hands. Wash your hands. Praise God. Yeah, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Courage is not foolishness. Praise God. There's also a difference between foolishness and courage. But act against your fears. Don't allow your life to be ruled and controlled by your fears. Rule your fears. I see you dominating fear. From henceforth, fear will never be champion in your life. Fear is permanently dethroned from your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. From today, you are vaccinated against fear. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, if you can meditate on those thoughts I've shared with you, all of them put together, week after week, you will see that in this season, listen to the sermon again and again. Every time fear seems to want to attack you, whether in the area of your health, in the area of your finance, in the area of your business, go back to it, watch it again and again, and fear will be a thing of the past in your life. I see fear cares permanently in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will walk in victory. You walk in dominion. You walk as more than a conqueror. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Now it's time for us to come to the Lord's table. Like I told you earlier, if you have your communion ready. If you have your communion ready, lift it up. <laughs> 
as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless these elements. It's your body and your blood, Lord, as we partake of them. We see it as our supernatural vaccination. In these times of coronavirus, by this communion, we partake of the divine nature, which you already have a part in already. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we enforce the reality of our supernatural nature. And we declare that in this season, none shall be a victim. In this season, none shall be sick. In this season, none shall become afflicted. In the mighty name of Jesus, by this, we receive strength. By this, we receive life. By this, we refuse to be sick. We give you praise. We give you glory that it is done in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. Go ahead and take the communion with your family in faith. Understanding that it's supernatural vaccination against every form of satanic attack in Jesus' precious name. Thank you, Spirit of God. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. All right. Thank God for another glorious time. Remember, coming Sunday is Easter Sunday. And we are going to have a glorious time with God. Be online. Invite your friends and family wherever they are, regardless of their time zone. Just send them the link and get them to hear what God has to say. I'm going to start new series that will be a great blessing to your life you don't have to miss it for anything i look forward to seeing you i'm likely to start it on the good friday so good friday we are going to have a service also good friday and then we'll have easter sunday service be online be expectant because jesus conquered the grave just to give us an assurance that we have what it takes to also conquer uh, coronavirus he went down to the grave and he came out after three days we will also come out of this and we are coming out stronger and better when jesus went he went in corruption when he rose he rose up in incorruption that is the same way you are coming up you are coming out stronger better than before in jesus precious name amen maybe you are online or you watching this video at whatever time you want to say pastor I want to be able to ride above fear. I don't want to live a life defeated by fear. Well, it's a, it's a good desire to have. And the key to, the master key to dealing with fear is Psalm 27 verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Make him your Lord and your salvation. And the fear will be a thing of the past. Then after that, you can follow other practical steps. But if Jesus is not your Lord, fear will be your master. You want to make him your Lord at this time, pray the simple prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. I come to the feet of a cross. I confess that you died for me. And I believe in my heart that you rose again for my salvation. By faith in you today, I receive salvation. I declare by faith that I'm born again. I'm a new creature. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for making me your own. I give you praise. I give you glory. Thank you for grace to live for you and to honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I pray the Lord, everyone who has prayed this prayer, whoever prayed this prayer, let grace rest upon them. Cause them to walk in the, the full revelation of your will. Thank you, Father, for your blessing. In Jesus' matchless name. Amen. 
the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord preserve you. The Lord watch over you and your family. No matter how many people become victims, remember, you are more than a conqueror. A thousand will fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right, and it shall not come nigh you. All through this season, you walk in health, you walk in safety, you walk in protection. So it shall be in your life. Afuaka has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuaka, please call 0540-122-670 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuaka on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any further information. Log on and be part of our power-packed online services live every Sunday for our celebration service at 9am and every Wednesday for our discovery service at 7pm on Facebook and YouTube using the handle Faith House Charismatic Chapel International. God richly bless you. Faith House Chapel.